news. Your news. Your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Over 200 medicines, which are used to treat illnesses such as chest infections, are not available to Irish patients at the moment. There are shortages of over-the-counter cough syrups, penicillin-based antibiotics and more, according to data compiled by Azure Pharmaceuticals. Stephen McMahon from the Irish Patients Association is on the line, along with our friend Rebecca Barry from Life Pharmacy on the Ennis Road. And you are both very welcome. Um, Rebecca, what's gone missing then and why? Yeah, so these problems still aren't being sorted, Joe. We currently have around... Uh, at the last count, 212 different medicines that are out of stock with suppliers at the moment. And it's not just prescription medicine. There's a lot of over-the-counter medicines unavailable for us to order. So and it continues to be an issue. And the issue is just worsening in the post-Christmas period as the instance of infection is just continuing and continuing. Right, so you're getting lots of people still coming into you with all sorts. <laughs> Yeah, respiratory and um, bacterial infections, strep throat, pneumonia, um, instance of high temperatures, so issues on supply of some pain medicines. Um, there's some supply issues with other medicines as well, so some medicines used to treat blood pressure and diabetes, for example, but a huge issue with the supply of um, medicines for infections at the moment. Okay, so sore throat sprays, for example, dissolvable yeah. paracetamol powder, paracetamol. soluble aspirin. Yeah, and cough bottles. We have huge problems with supply of cough bottles at the moment. Uh, we have almost nothing for dry dry cough at the moment. And we have currently only two different products for um, chesty cough, some of which won't be suitable for some people. So, you know, it's really causing problems. Does this affect both children and adults? Yeah, yeah, every age group. Mm. And um, with the prescription medicines then, the issue being that we are having to waste doctor's time. We're spending a huge amount of time ourselves looking for alternatives, either trying to source it with other pharmacies. We've an excellent WhatsApp group that helps each other out with stock, but um, we're more and more finding that we're not getting any replies from anybody, um, any local pharmacies that has supplied that we, we can't direct people to other pharmacies. We're having to go back to the doctor um, for alternatives. And with the obvious delays to treatments that that causes them. And are there alternatives in place then, even with the delays? So uh, some alternatives would be to provide a different generic and we're allowed to do that but the the problem where that is unavailable is that you have to go back to the um, the prescriber for an alternative. We're not allowed to do at the moment what they can do in the UK about substituting an alternative under certain protocols. So they now have a serious shortage protocol. So they would have had it in the past for HRT and um, for uh, some diabetes medicine. Now they also have it for some antibiotics. And recognition of the fact that the UK is also experiencing supply issues with antibiotics. Yeah. Rachel says, the big issue I have with this, that the minute parents hear there could be a shortage of, for example, Calpol, what do you think they do? Straight out to the shops to stock up. Horrendous the thought of not being able to access it. So will we have an attempt at bulk buying as well now, Rebecca? Yeah, that's always the issue and that there will be then bottles um, lying in cupboards all around the country unused and people needing them and not being able to access them. So I would urge patients and parents all around the country to exercise, you know, a bit of 
caution and also a bit of common sense about, you know, not stopping up soon to get six boxes if only needed one, you know. Mm. Um, and the other thing then we're talking to Rebecca Barry and Stephen McMahon from the Irish Patients Association is on the line as well Stephen there's I suppose a risk too of people going online isn't there and ordering from abroad well there's always I mean people who get desperate to get access to things they need will sometimes go to extremes you know and there are dangers associated with going on online for uh, purchasing um, medicines uh, for the simple reason that um, counterfeiters are well aware of the panic that can be there and uh, and uh, take advantage of that. So we, for a long time, have been cautioning people to be aware of the dangers of uh, buying online medicines from any source to check that they are reliable and so on. But um, if I could just, just get back well, to the Can I just name. ask you a specific yeah. question? There was a report, Stephen, and I didn't know whether this was spin or whether it's true that we're being punished for good cheap deals being done and paying less for medicine coming into the country but that means they put us at the back of the queue these big pharma companies well you know if i the hpra gave us a statement last night on the current shortage situation and what they're saying are that the causes of such shortages are multifactorial, in other words, including shortages of raw materials, manufacturing difficulties, increased demand and product recalls and so on. But they actually don't mention anything about the point you've just made there about the cost. Um, you know, if, if the, the, these companies are there to make profit. Um, if the Irish, um, if we're not willing to pay a price that, um, you know, that they feel that they can get better in another country, well, then you're vulnerable to that. And it tends to be more the, um, the uh, you know... Uh, uh, the but, but the only problem is that in fairness to the state, you know, everyone shouts at them about value for money the rest of the time. And we've been there many times about that. But like, you know, in a previous uh, job, I, I worked at many years ago, a full-time job, I was a procurement manager. And one of the things you do when you're buying something is to obviously assure that you're getting the quality, but also that price, you know, the lowest price isn't necessarily the best deal because of the kind of things that you're talking about there. So look, the thing is that... Um, the, but, but the other the, thing I can't quite understand is, yeah, sorry. is it not true that an awful lot of this uh, raw product is made in Ireland, that we're one of the biggest pharma producers in Europe, if not the world. I mean, can, well, we, we, can we not bang on the doors of the companies around the corner? Well, it's, it's a little bit like the oil industry insofar as that there's a lot of um, processes that go through the manufacture of a medicine. And the basic components, the basic ingredients that's often produced are actually produced in, in, in China. And one uh, you know, source said to us yesterday that um, because of the lockdown in China, that uh, the, the workers weren't able to go to the factories to produce the basic ingredients, and this is also playing into the into the problem that we have. So it's not like the the local farmers. Yes, they are producing some of those medicines, but the thing is that they depend on other ingredients to come to them to actually uh, to make those and, and finish them. The thing is that we have to, you know, like this is you know a crisis. We've just heard the issue there about the pharmacies 
they are making a very valid point, and it needs to be noted by the minister and, and, and other regulators and so on, that they are capable of identifying an alternative um, uh, comparable uh, medicine, and they should be afforded that because of the crisis okay. that we're in at the moment. I, I, I want to ask Rebecca Barry, um, do you think we're at the peak yet? I mean, experts were telling us that uh, flu and other uh, illnesses were at a very high level in the run-up to Christmas and, and at a time when they wouldn't expect the peak. But in general, when it comes to sicknesses, have we reached the peak based on what you were seeing, Rebecca? I don't think so, Joe. Um, December is rarely the peak. January and into mm. early February is, is normally the peak. So I think we're going to have to ride this out. We're, we're going to have to put up with this situation and and try and continue to find alternatives and try and be more um, organised next year and, and consider and have in place these serious shortages protocols so that we're not facing the same next year. Yeah, yeah, we've heard that a lot of times before in terms of medicine, haven't we? Um, mm-hmm. Stephen, I presume you were just banging your head against the wall over the, the situation and saying, Asha, what's the point, almost, in what you guys do at the Irish Patients Association at this stage? Well, no, I think it's very important to give uh, the ordinary patients and members of the public a platform to have their concerns and issues raised. I mean, we are getting reports now in daily from various experiences that patients and their families are having. And, you know, it's important for, 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 for people to be able to uh, voice their concerns. And it's also important, you know, to be able to, as I say, advocate for good practices, sensible things. I mean, one of the things in the current crisis um, that we have just with the general um, flu and so on is again that pharmacists could be better utilised by being allowed to uh, prescribe first line antibiotics rather than people having to overflow the GP practices and so on. Yeah, but so there, but are the thing is, wait, I've heard this a lot, but you know and I know that the doctors don't want that in a lot of instances. The GPs don't want that. They don't want to hand over that um, level of freedom to pharmacists. It's just a reality. <laughs> Yeah, but the simple fact is that we've got, you know, that's not patient-centred. We have to put the patient at the centre of all decisions about access to uh, acute services, to primary care, to use yeah. of pharmacy. But my, my, so on. one of the biggest difficulties we're having here, Stephen, and we debated this with you and we've been talking about yeah. this and highlighting the ED situation because of the importance, mm. is that mm. it is undoubtedly true that there is a tendency in the health service and at political level to point the finger at everybody else but themselves. Oh, I I fully agree. I mean, the system is in silos. And, you know, if we're just a quick example about the the, the winter plan that um, that, that has been activated to deal with the overcrowding in hospitals this year. I mean, that plan wasn't even signed off by the board of the HSE. So, like, the minister appoints the board and holds them accountable for what happens in the HSE. But yet, how can they say that they're accountable when they say we didn't agree with this? And that's just a small example of the way that things can be deflected from the yeah. whole issue. Of All right. Well, look, we, we know that um, TDs and senators from this region are meeting the health authorities tomorrow and we'll see what's said there. But anyway. All right. Thank you, Stephen McMahon from the Irish Patients Association. Great to chat to you. And uh, as always, Rebecca Barry from Life Pharmacy on the Ennis Road. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.